With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome into another episode of Farm to Fame. We got a lot of good stuff today that we're excited to talk about. The College World Series, NC State, holy freaking smokes, that was wild. First week of sticky stuff, we got an update on the Rookie of the Year watch. Who were some guys that we might be looking to add in? I don't know. Uh, our top 10 prospects of the week. A few other big names you guys know. And I feel like I say this every week, but a sad injury update. This one made me very sad. Aggressively sad, apparently. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Wingert. <laughs> Peter Moylan is not aggressively sad. Maddie no, Mass is moving today. So he has a busy day. And here we are recording we are. the Fame. So happy to be here. So glad you are. Going to be an express pod again, guys. So brace yourself. Can if you if you have a preference on the time, can you just like let us know? Because I yeah. was kind of into the 48 I wasn't talking to you, Peter. I'm talking to the viewers. The <laughs> I'm listening though. I'm here. I was kind of you know into the 48 minute. We didn't go as in depth, especially in the rookie of the year race, but I was kind of into it. Kind of into it. Maddie, how's your stress level today with the move? How are we doing? It's good. Once okay. we once we end this episode, that's when the stress will pick up. But as of right now, we're fine. That's great. I Peter? actually have to go pick up uh, a conference table today in my friend who owns a landscaping business's truck. So that's wow, my that's a afternoon. Long trail to follow. Sure was. That's what I do. I create long trails and make you follow them. Okay. Is his truck in like a at his house? Is it a store? Where's his truck? I have to go pick up the truck from his house and uh, then I drive the truck to, it's an hour and a half away, Dalton. Okay. I'll tell you, Facebook Marketplace has got me running all over the place. Protect yourself. I will. Bring a bat. Yeah. Speaking of bats, yeah. who's your bat from today? Bat today is my friend, my very good friend and quite possibly one of the hottest players to ever grace God's earth, Eric Cosma. And he happens to be part of Team of the Week. Team of the week is the San Diego Padrizos. They're so fun. They are so fun. Peter, do you know what story I remember about you and Eric Hosmer? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I remember. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't been a part of any but one situation. Okay. You and I were hosting and we were like sitting on the, you know, the set out in the battery. And I guess Hosmer was saying at the Omni, the Omni. which like, that's a show move. Like, I'm not staying at the team hotel. I'm a pay my own doll hairs and stay at the Omni. That's a show, show, show move. Some teams also do stay at the Omni, though. So they maybe the team was should. A... Honestly, yeah. that hotel is beautiful. Um, yeah. And it's connected to the ballpark. So, duh. Correct. Um, but Eric Hosmer was walking past the set, like, after the game. I have no clue how he wasn't getting, like, mobbed by people. And you were screaming at him 
that he was the hottest man on the planet. And then you said that on live television after. Correct. Yeah, I'm not afraid to admit that he's a very good looking human. <laughs> and I've never been afraid to admit that. So props where props are due and he's hot. He's having a good year now, isn't he? Yeah. Good. Padres are good, man. Okay. Padres are real good. Um, oh, my bat is the Doyers today um, mm. on behalf of Zach McKinstry, who's our guy. And he had his first career grand slam yesterday versus the Cubs. Dodgers took three out of four from the Cubs. Uh, the NL West is like the most fun division in baseball. Giants keep winning. It's amazing. Okay. I have printouts. So this pod is going to be amazing. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to the opener. Uh, okay. Uh, we're the Tampa Bay Rays. College World Series. So we're taping this episode on Monday. Yep. Today starts the best two out of three for the College World Series finals. It is an all SEC finals. It is Vandy versus Mississippi State. So by the time this episode is out, uh, there will either be a champion or a game three that evening. Mm. But Peter, the biggest story around the College World Series this year, which is going to overshadow everything, which sucks. For a is, while. Yeah. NC State. Mm-hmm. So the... The basis of the story, and then I'll let you get into the opinion, is that um, six, I, I saw a bunch of different numbers. Six players tested positive. Yeah. Four of those players were vaccinated. Yes. So on whatever day of the week it was, not a math pod, they played a game with 13 total players. So they had nine position players and four pitchers. They had a pitcher playing first, who I think had like three knocks or something. And they're supposed to play again the next day. And it was ruled a no contest for COVID protocols. And Mm -hmm. NC State was sent home and Vandy just advanced to the finals. And that was so sad. Yes. There is a lot to unpack here. But the best job that I found of doing such unpacking Mm. was by Kendall Rogers from d1baseball.com. And he basically gives you a day-to-day how everything happened and what happened. So it's too much to run through for me, uh, but effectively it sucks. It is just, it's, they tested vaccinated players, which is the part that I don't quite understand. I just don't know what the actual protocols were beforehand. People are saying that, once you got vaccinated, you didn't have to you didn't have to get tested anymore. So why would they test the four players that were vaccinated, which eventually led to them having to play without six? Like it's it is the whole thing is a nightmare. And I just don't you know depending on who you read and who you look at online and whoever you try to get an opinion from, there's so many varying views. You know, it's it's obviously anyone that's involved with NC State is absolutely devastated. Everybody involved in Bandy obviously would prefer to play, but they get to go through. So it's like. The NCAA doesn't look very good at the moment. I just don't, it just seems like if it was, and and this is just me, call it conspiracy theory, call it whatever. But I don't think that they take the same, the the same path if Vanderbilt was the one going through Mm. this. That's all I'm saying. Okay. A few things I want to point out. NC State had beaten Arkansas, number one, ranked Arkansas, the mm. consensus best team in all of baseball all year in super regionals to get mm. to Omaha. They beat Stanford in the first game, like 10 to four or something. Yep. They beat Vanderbilt. One nothing. Yeah. yeah. This was also their third uh, College World Series appearance in school history. This had been 
an incredible run for NC State. And yeah. Peter made a great point in our group text whenever we were dissecting all of this and we were saying, okay, Vandy's going to have to beat them twice. And you were like, but NC State is going to have four pitchers to cover 18, 18 innings. innings. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's all messed up, but my devil's advocate and my opinion, Peter Burns, who I think works for SEC Network, he was tweeting out how he hates this for everybody involved. He hates this, obviously, for NC State. He hates this for Vanderbilt because they're going to have this little asterisk by their name. He mm. hates this for the NCAA because he said, obviously, when every team joined the tournament, they agreed to rules or guidelines or protocols. And the NCAA was going to get hammered for enforcing these rules that teams agreed to play under. But did NC State do anything that was out of protocol? I mean, I think the NCAA can just say like, well, I mean, I guess I was going to say they should have said they could say everybody on the team should have got a vaccinated. But like you said, four players were vaccinated and were four that tested positive. So right. I don't know what the guidelines were, but the point that Peter Burns was making was that teams all agreed to a protocol to guidelines. And as the NCAA is enforcing that, they're going to get hammered for it when they're just doing what they said they would do. But who knows? We don't understand the whole four players testing, testing positive who are vaccinated. I just think there's going to be an explanation towards the end of the, like once it's all said and done, it's all going to come out and it's, I still don't know that it's going to make sense. My only thing, my only point is TD Ameritrade doesn't get used for any other reason than the yes, College yes, World that's Series. that's what I was going to say. Why couldn't so, they postpone this? Thank you. It's already like, been a messed up year as it is. Why couldn't they just push it back? We're not in regionals and we're not in super regionals. So like, it's not like other sites all over the country are going to get messed up with their schedule and teams are going to be waiting. Like there were four teams left at that point. Mm -hmm. And I mean, four teams had already been eliminated. Like why couldn't they postpone for three days for a week? At least try. And give them a chance. Yeah. Could, exactly. I'm not saying that anything would have changed. But a lot of these times people will test positive, and especially the guys that are vaccinated, three days later, they may be negative. Yeah. And they False get a chance positives. to play and they get a chance to do what they spent four years of their freaking college career building towards. Yeah. They've been on this epic run as a team. The camaraderie in that team, I cannot even imagine how that felt to get to where they were and then just have the heads chopped off before they even get yeah. to do anything. Like, it's just... The whole thing is brutal. I've been texting with Joey Devine a few times, former mm -hmm. NC State superstar, and he's just like, he's devastated. And the yeah. whole team's devastated. He's, he's sending me screenshots of texts from players, and it's, just, it's honestly just, it's, it's devastating for everyone. Well, and the fact that the NCAA made the announcement at like 3 a.m. or whatever it was, and Maddie tweeted out a, that tweet, the picture of them that Kendall Rogers had taken of the NC State players going out to the field at like three in the morning to take a picture with the logo once their run had ended. Both of you guys were going to say something. I'm sorry. I was going to go real quick. They also decided to flex on the attendance that they had too. Yeah. NCAA, like have some feel. Read the room, you douchebags. <laughs> yeah, I, I just looked up the rules, like the actual NCAA COVID procedures. Uh -huh. It says nothing that I seen from this quick search says what they can do with saying you can't compete anymore. Rulings on there say that unvaccinated individuals have to go through routine testing throughout the tournament. Unva or, uh, fully vaccinated individuals do not have to be tested unless the NCAA has reason to test you. So the mm -hmm. testing itself there, we can't really point fingers at the NCAA. It's right 
on April yeah. 29th, they said, this is the plan. Like, I think the major qualm in what Peter had just spoken to was then let's make sure that we do everything that we can in order to make sure the tournament runs in full without issue. Yeah. Does that mean not allowing 10,000 potentially unvaccinated people into the same stadium? Does that mean that the players have to bubble for a week and can't go and hug their family who just sat with the unvaccinated people? You know, there's yeah, just yeah. steps that we needed more planning. Just it sucks for it sucks for everybody. But NC State, man, I just can't imagine. They've, they've had such an incredible season to get there. They've won so many tough games versus good teams, and they deserve to have a fair chance into making it to the finals. So. And we all deserve a chance to watch them do it. But according yeah. to, it wasn't, it was 28,883, actually, that they decided to decided to flex on. So it wasn't even 10,000. That was one game. 28,000 people, not tested, not any protocols for them to come and watch the game. But, you know, but you want to talk about a cluster F-U-C-K? That's a clusterfuck. Yeah, we're so on the same wavelength about this. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Only other thing in the opener I want to talk about Sticky stuff rules implemented last Monday. So we have now, when this episode airs, been through a full week and a half. Mm -hmm. um, as we tape this, we've been through the first full week. Max Scherzer, Joe Girardi, that whole situation blew up. That was aggressive. Sergio Romo pulled his pants down. That's absolutely amazing. 11 out of 10. Hector mm. Santiago was the first ejection. Correct. Peter? Yes. Grade it. Grade MLB, grade the players. Great joke. Um, I think it's been comical, a little bit comical. The first day was comical because obviously there's guys that are going to be mad and they, you know, they don't know how it's all going to go down. The Hector Santiago thing is very interesting to me for so many reasons. He and Scott Service both claim that he just used the rosin and the sweat, which Trevor Bauer has eloquently proven a number of times that even with just sweat and rosin, you can get stickiness. Go ahead. Did you watch the Dodgers Cubs on Sunday Night Baseball last night? Yes. Trevor Rogers listening to him break down like the three scenarios, like Trevor pitching with what did I say? Rogers. Rogers. Hey, we love on him. Theme. On theme. <laughs> we love him. Trevor Bauer listening to him break down the three scenarios for sticky stuff. Either you have absolutely nothing, either you're using sunscreen and rosin, either you're using a performance enhancing. Mm -hmm. He is so intelligent, like, and it's so cool to hear him break this stuff down you know because mm -hmm. he just he knows it so well go on yeah no that's exactly what i was going to say he's he said it perfectly he explained it perfectly exactly what what everyone that's been through this over the course of the years has understood he even went back to talk about he's been trying to outlaw this since 2018 he tried to warn you guys this and the other even the scenarios where he talked about what you could do as a testing thing where they swipe the hand and see what's mm -hmm. on there my whole thing is right so both manager and player are claiming that it was just rosin and sweat he was thrown out of the game, first of all. His glove was taken away. So what happens if the plan was to use him for another couple of innings to get through the game and now all of a sudden the service has to change his whole game plan? What if he runs out of pitching? And what if the glove actually ends up testing as just Rosin? Mm -hmm. So Boom. how are they going to fix this? Yeah. How is there going to be... There's no thought An process An instant knowledge of, like, how can they for certain know in that moment if they're they allowing you to use Rosin... Like they need to have a way that there cannot be false positives. Because what if that happens to a starter after the second inning and he was supposed to go six or obviously every starter wants to go as long in the game as they can, but the schedule, obviously five, six innings for a starter, then you come in with the bullpen. And if he gets tossed out of the second inning and it's proven not to be as a foreign substance, how do they get that game back? They don't. Yeah. Has MLB even thought about that? Mm -mm. 
but you have. Of course not. Freaking killed that. That was a great Thank point, you. Peter. I'm, Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. Whose phone is going up? It's me. It's just That's like Shaq on TNT last night. I don't know. If just in me, Florida. It's probably Disney asking me to come down to be Prince Charming or something. I don't know. I'll have to call probably. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Um, so those were our opener segments. I, again, just want to congratulate Sergio Romo on just pulling down his pants in the middle of the game. That was hilarious. Let's get to our rookie of the year watch. And we have a new sponsor. Rookie of the year watch is brought to you by Roman, you guys, because no one is perfect, even Major League Baseball and their sticky stuff spinning um sticking sticky stuff situation so with roman you can get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your own home so a u.s licensed healthcare professional yeah will work with you to find your best treatment plan if medication is appropriate it's going to ship to you free with two-day shipping and the whole process is super straightforward and discreet um, which we love and getting started is super simple. If you just go to getroman.com slash fame, F A M E fame and complete an online visit. That's all you got to do and taking care of your ED without leaving home. Love that for you. You can complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. So go to roman.com slash fame now and you'll get $15 off your first month straightforward way to get it taken care of so get to roman.com slash fame get started now 15 dollars on your first month of treatment the discreet thing is very obviously important for someone who is dealing with this issue so i yeah. really like that idea roman i've seen their ads they have good commercials isn't it the father son yes they are very very they explain everything perfectly well and they do it in a way that is so relatable and i appreciate them for doing it because a lot of people are reluctant especially men because they don't want to go see anyone or they think that they can just manly with their way through these issues and they can't because it's going to affect not just you but everyone in your relationship and everybody in your family so deal with it it's much easier and it's and it's discreet did i say that discreet get roman.com slash what peter farm. slash fame Fame. Well, he said fame. He didn't say farm. No one knows what I say. Getroman.com slash fame. Okay. Rookie of the year. Watch starting in the NL. Take it away. Peter Moylan. Well, I've got more printouts, Kelsey. Printouts. Um, obviously, we're going to touch on Trevor Rogers because mm-hmm. he's the greatest player in the world. Okay. Sorry. He's the most consistent pitcher to ever grace us. Sorry, Casey Mize. We're talking NL. <laughs> we are talking NL, Kelsey. <laughs> Mr. So yeah, I did something different this week and I decided rather than just rattling off stats, I was going to just go look at the current war leaders in the NL and the Juicy. AL. Okay. I'll go with pitchers first. Pitchers and hitters. How about that? So completely mess up what you had planned. I'm going to go pitchers and hitters. Nope. Oh. Okay. NL first. <laughs> um, we have Trevor Rogers. We have Ian Anderson. We also have Jazz Chisholm. Jonathan India, Jonathan Daza, Patrick Wisdom, Tyler Stevenson, and TJ Anto. Dylan Carlson is obviously on there. Dylan Carlson, listen, sister, I'm just going by what I'm seeing on this list right here. And your boy, Dylan Carlson, he's a little bit further down the list. Yeah, he has, he is definitely last on my list, but. 
he has been really good at the top of the order for the Cardinals this season. On the season, he's hitting mm-hmm. 265. That's all we need to say about Dylan Carlson. There's some respect on it. Do you have anything you want to talk about specifically with any of those guys? Nope, because okay. I'm tired of saying the same thing. I've been. Let me guess. Trevor Rogers, five yeah. innings, four hits, two runs, five punch outs. Five innings, five hits, three runs, six Ks on 83 pitches. So he could have gone Oof. more than five innings. That was versus the Blue Jays, who we know have a super potent lineup, but his ERA did go up to 208. So he is now above two. Barring any scoring changes. Yes. That is still the still the seventh best ERA in baseball with a two zero eight. He's yeah. starting again on Tuesday versus the Phillies. So that'll be a fun one to pay attention to. And some notes about his start this week, which wasn't a good start for Trevor Rogers. This was only his second time all season to give up three earned runs. Um, so that tied the season high. And Christina DeNicola, who I brought up the last couple of weeks, MLB writer for the Marlins, said in a tweet that he had a full week between starts and he didn't look sharp early. So I know that, you know, timing of that can throw guys off too, Peter. So that's Trevor mm-hmm. Rogers. We wow. still love him. He's still our favorite. Let's talk yeah. about his teammate, Jazz Chisholm, though, because our guy, our guy got, oh, sorry. <clears throat> oh, 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 oh. Jazz Chisholm Jr. Um, Mm. Okay, so first thing I want to point out about him is his hair is still purple. Second thing is he got a new chain. Have y'all seen the new chain that he got? So the chain, Peter, is like diamonds of him, like a picture of him with his first Sports Center top 10 play, like a cutout of him. It was an over the shoulder catch versus the Rays last year. So that's the J. It's kind of shaped in a J. And then he has like a crown and a C for Jazz Chisholm. Mm, it sounds very understated. Yeah. <laughs> I love him though. I freaking love him. <laughs> also, third opinion about appearance or anything along that line. The powder blue accent. So sick. The City Connect jerseys is amazing. I so love baby blue, powder blue, whatever you call it, jerseys already, but with it being the accent color. Mm, mm. Whoo. The helmets, yeah. the socks, let me, those, yeah. those jerseys are so clean. Okay. Well done. And the blue that the Marlins use, that, that blue yeah. that they use as well, like it's. So good. So good. <sighs> the City Connect, hot jerseys. Yeah. Well done, Miami. Um, yeah. So Jazz Chisholm's week, he had a big three run home run on Thursday versus the Nats. He had back-to-back games with leadoff triples Saturday and Sunday. One of those was versus Max Scherzer, Peter. Yes. His sprint speed to third on that triple. Mm, can I guess? Yep. Elite 30. Yep. He was moving. So I'm going to go. Do you see the slide at the end too? Like everything yeah. was just perfect. But yeah. I'm going to go with 30.1 sprint speed. 29. <laughs> he was okay. better than elite. Okay. But when you look at him at a whole, as a whole, Jazz had been in one of his worst slumps of the season. He was hitting 287 on June 11th, and he's now hitting 257. So his batting average has dropped a good bit since mid-June. That could just be a bad week. Honestly, yeah. You get, yeah. But it was his worst of the season. You're getting five, six of bats a game. So you, you yeah. go O for a couple of games and that'll, so yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I and just wanted he, to throw some context in there. Yeah. He now has a four game hit streak after... It was very well documented on Twitter that I love him. First guy out of the clubhouse. He had been getting out early, working with the Marlins hitting coach, getting some T work in. He said, Peter, that he was trying to train himself 
to stay through the ball against the inside fastballs. I guess pitchers had found to be a weakness of him and he kept rolling over to third to second and he wasn't liking that. And after that work, he had the three run home run that night. He had the two triples. I just, I love it. Right. That just is what makes a superstar. Yeah. The guys that are willing to do the extra bit, the guys that are just not going to sit back and say, oh, it'll, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. No, the guys that go out and make it come, that's, that's the guys that, that you can see. And he's, he's never been one that's ever been had his work ethic questioned. So yeah. um, I just hope it continues for his whole career because he's got a chance to do some really, really cool things. Love that. Love that for Jazz. Me too. Key Brian Hayes is hitting 375 in his last seven games. Did you see the play he made last night? Oh, my gosh. It was one of the best plays you're going to see all season. Now, granted, the guy running... All respect to Yadier Molina. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best catchers I've ever seen play this game. Mm -hmm. But he does run like he's carrying a freaking fridge. <laughs> so it was an unbelievable play. But anybody else in the league running, he doesn't make it. But I'm not going to take that away from him at all. Still an out. His last season, his last seven, 375, nine hits, four RBI, five walks to four strikeouts. Love that. He had four multi-hit games this week. He started the week hitting 258, now hitting 298. And he had an on-base streak of 29 games. He broke it on Saturday. He didn't start. He only had a pinch hit. So Key Brian Hayes, we said this whole time that he could work his way into talks. And he's working his way into talks. He's stinking good. Ian Anderson, he had yep. five and a third scoreless versus Mets. That's great. And then he had six innings, three runs versus the Reds, sitting at 342 ERA on the season. I mean, it's good. It's good. He's doing yeah. good. AL? Yep. I'm going to throw some names at you that you haven't heard yet. Juicy. You probably heard the first two. Okay. First three. Hmm. Adolis Garcia, mm -hmm. Randy Rosarena, mm -hmm. Akil Badu. Mm. He's back. Is he back? Cole Irvin. Whoa, new guy. New guy. Welcome to the pod, brother. Dane Dunning. Yeah. Ooh, Rangers? Rangers. Luis mm. Garcia. Talked about him. And then Emmanuel Classe. But look. We haven't talked about him in a while. Emmanuel Classe. I know. There is, this is why I printed this list out, because there's guys that are having, as far as war numbers yeah. go, there are guys that are having some pretty pretty significant years that we haven't touched on yet. Go yes, ahead, Maddie. please, Maddie. Casey Mize not there. <gasps> Casey Mize. Casey Mize is ranked ninth in pitching war across both leagues right now. So your guy that was favorite to lose it is not even the top pitcher in the AL. That's according to war. Comments said this is Adolis Garcia already has it locked up. This and that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This like guy. Yeah. This is open. This is an open is race. Open. Wander Franco, since his oh. debut, sitting 136, which is really right. sad. But can we just talk about the fact that his debut was awesome? Oh, the okay. debut was amazing. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, okay, he, he's, everything's there. It could be a Kalanick situation. Who knows? Give him a couple of weeks, give him a month, give him whatever it takes. But the problem is, I have a feeling the raised ball came up to spark the offense. And unfortunately, he sparked it for a day. And then I don't know what the spark's been since. But he hasn't gotten a hit until Sunday, yesterday. First hit since so his debut. Easing his way in there. Okay. Not everybody can take off like Mike Trout or yeah. uh, Acuna or Tatis or Soto or Otani or Vlad or all the other superstars that are just doing it right now. Akil Badu. Last, we haven't talked about him in a while, right? 
since like first week or two. Yeah, I know. Last seven games, dude's hitting 364 with eight hits, three RBIs, six walks to four strikeouts. He had two multi-hit games this week. He had a 10-game hit streak that was broken on sun- Saturday. But Sunday, folks, that was a fun day for Akil Badu. Are you willing Ooh. to officially? No. Okay. I need another week. Okay. Do you know what Akil Badu did yesterday, though? What? Seventh inning, RBI single to tie it versus the Astros. It was only his fourth hit of the season versus a left-handed pitcher. So like, First place Astros, who are yeah, really good. Who just finished like an 11-game win streak or whatever streak. it was. Mm. And then he scored on a suicide squeeze in the bottom of the 10th inning to walk it off versus the Astros. Yes. Hey, part of my notes, walk-off squeeze, Tigers. How about that? Mm-hmm. We Love haven't that, seen that in same wavelength. 50 years we haven't seen a walk-off squeeze, I don't think. It was beautiful. It was so good. Last seven, hitting 364. Zoom out a little bit. Last 15, hitting 383. Mm-hmm. In April for Akil Badu, two walks to 29 strikeouts. Not good. Okay. No. No. May, 14 walks to 17 strikeouts. We love it. June, he is at 10 walks to 10 Ks. He had two walks in April and he has 24 in May and June and 27 strikeouts. That's amazing. We love Akil mm-hmm. Badu. Okay, we're going to keep eyes on him. Randy Rosarena, last seven, hit 231. He had two three-hit games this week. The other four, he was hitless. Luis Garcia, we talked about him last week for the Astros. He had another good outing, six innings, two runs. His ERA is at 283. Told you last week we hadn't been talking about him because he only had four of his 14 starts that had gone more than six innings. Those have all come recently. He's starting to consistently put together longer, longer outings. Good for him. Adolis Garcia went off this week, last seven, hit 348. He had four multi-hit games since last Sunday. Sunday, he had a double and a home run. Monday, he had a double. Wednesday, two home run game. Sunday, he had a triple. Two consecutive multi-hit games on Saturday and Sunday. He's selected for one of nine finalists for the all-star outfielders in the AL. Adolis Garcia, is he back? I don't know. Casey Mize versus the Astros. Six hits, one run, 346 ERA. That snaps the Astros' 11-game win streak. One earned run, Peter, and 13 Mm. innings versus the Astros this year for Casey Mize. Well done, Casey. He's allowed three or fewer runs and 11 consecutive starts. That's why he's on Matty Massa's list of it's his AL to lose. And I understand Everybody else is up and down, up and down. If this stays as is, I think we get to the end of the season and say, do you want to take Akil Badu, who slumped on and off every other month and, you know, had great months, bad months? Or do you want Casey Mize, who every time he went out there, pitched six innings and gave up two to three runs? Right. But when you look at it, when you go from April 1st to October 4th, whatever the season is, doesn't matter how you get to the end result, whether you go in a straight line or whether you go up and down, if the numbers at the end are the same, is it more fun watching someone that's consistent the whole way through? Or is it more fun to go ride the waves with the guy that's doing this? and Adolis went up and down and Casey's basically been a flat line. I think it's a pretty close race between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of Tigers pitching, Tarek Skubal on Sunday versus the I watched Astros. him last night, by the way. I watched him. I watched his, he's With disgusting. Seven innings, one run. That's the outing mm. you saw. Yeah. You liked him? I liked him a lot. And then I went back, looked at his numbers to see, and he's he'd been inconsistent. But from what I saw last night, he's... That 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 pitching staff seems pretty. It's it's looking pretty good for for it should yeah. be good in a couple of years. Really, they good. they have the pitching has really picked it up for the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention to Taylor Trammell. He had two home runs yesterday. We're glad to say his name again. 
Um, also note that we did not bring up your main Mercedes this week. And moving on. Carrying on to top 10. Okay. Top 10 prospects. Our top 10 of the week curated by Maddie Mass. The king. Yes. I will go ahead yes. and start because I feel like I ask you every week if you want to start or if you want me to start and you always say me. I'd love to start actually. Okay. Go ahead, boy. Reed Detmers. Mm, yep. Or Reed Christian Detmers, as I like to call him, the 10th overall pick in the 2020 draft to the Angels out of Louisville, pitching for the Rocket City Trash Pandas double-A. Come on now. Love it. Love it. Uh, we talk about stuff, right, on this, yeah. and I talk about stuff, and it's hard to quantify and measure. Well, you want to know how to measure stuff? Read this guy's stat lines. Here okay. we go. Last two starts, 12 innings, 10 hits, seven runs, three walks, 30 strikeouts. Let me read that again. Two starts, okay. 12 innings, 10 hits, seven runs, three walks, 30 strikeouts. Yeah, and same amount of strikeouts. I don't like the other numbers. That's what I'm saying, though. This is stuff. So yeah. he's not walking everyone. He's obviously got electric stuff. He's punching out the world, but occasionally he leaves something middle-middle. So that's why I'm saying that's how you can measure stuff. So for the season, okay. in nine games, 41 innings, 76 punch-outs. That's a 16.68K wow. per nine. Whoa! So, Whoa. Reedy boy. What's his ERA? I'm just curious. Uh, doesn't matter. It's up there. Okay, because he was. they were talking about him cracking opening day this year. They went Kelsey. with Chris Rodriguez. Kelsey. Yeah. It's about stuff. That little segment was about stuff. I didn't okay. want to throw okay, too okay, many okay, numbers. Okay. That... okay, Jared Kelnick. Jared yes. Kelnick. It's MLB's number four prospect, hitting 295 in AAA. Can I say that he's my favorite prospect just because of what he's been through already this year? Go ahead. Yeah, 295, seven home runs, 22 RBI, and 21 AAA games this year. This week, though, he was demoted to AAA on June 7th. He has not looked that good since his demotion. His average went from 370, where it was when he got called up, and it dropped to as low as 263. But this week, seven for 20, that's good for 350, folks. Eight runs, eight RBI, two doubles, a triple, two home runs. Two home run game on Thursday, he had four RBI that day and two walks. Friday, he went four for six with two runs, a double, a triple, three RBI, stolen base. That's exciting baseball, folks. And he took his average from 274 to 295 this week. So, Jared Kelnick, love that for you. Your turn. He's back. Okay. Grayson Rodriguez, or Grayson Greer Rodriguez, as I like to call him. 11th overall pick in the 2018 draft to the Orioles out of Texas High School. Pitching for the Bowie Bay Sox, which is double A. He's already been to two levels this year, right? Okay. So, break that in. A ball, he started five games, gave up 11 hits in 23 innings with 40 punch outs. That's good for a 0.69 whip. Gets promoted to double A. He's also started five games in double A, given up 13 hits in 24.2 innings with 36 strikeouts, good enough for a 0.081 whip. So I would say he's hashtag trending upwards. Hashtag trending upwards. Well done to you. Did you do the hashtag clip? I did. Yeah, go ahead. Did you see Bye. the viral moment for him this week? He ripped through <laughs> the catcher's glove. Yeah, yeah. Who was the catcher? Was one of our guys though? Yeah. Badly Rushman. Yeah, yeah. One of our guys. Yeah, we own him. That's uh, um, uh, yeah. So good week, Grayson. Well done to you, my friend. Everybody in the comments. Oh, it was only ninety nine. Give anybody could break through that club. Okay, he, he yeah. broke through a catcher's glove. All right. Yeah. 
Come on. Just let us have it. Let's let us have this one. It's like if you hit the cover off a ball. I don't care if the stitches were already broken yeah. somehow. It's it's, it's the it's the feat that happened. Yeah. Go ahead. If you're Warren with the Brewers, he's in low A for the Brewers. He was a third round pick in 2020 out of Central Michigan. Something interesting about him is in college he mostly played shortstop, middle infield, and they Amen. wanted to play catcher. Uh, so he's been learning catching. He's also playing third base for them on the season. He's hitting 277 home runs, 16 RBI, 977 OPS, but his last seven games Sunday, he went 0 for three. Okay. So I'm going to ignore that before Sunday, he was hitting 400 in his last seven. He had six hits, four runs, a triple, two home runs, five RBI. He had a nine game hit streak, which was snapped on Sunday. Um, and in that nine game hit streak, he went four for 32. He hit 438 in that stretch month of June. You ask, let's zoom out. He's hitting 352, 13 walks to 13 strikeouts. 1.245 OPS. 1.2. Awesome. Well said, girls. Thank you. So he's doing great in June. He had a good last seven. That's Xavier Warren for the Brewers. Low A. Nolan Kingham. Nolan Kingham had a wonderful, uh, he's had a mm. great start, really, honestly. The 352nd overall pick in the 2018 draft to the Bravos out of Texas College University. University of Texas, not Texas College or Texas University. Cut that out, Maddie. Out of <laughs> uh, Texas College. Uh, oh. Pitching down in the SIP, by the way. He's down in the Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. What's up? Slow start. Four starts in May, 22.1 innings, 25 hits, and only 17 punch-outs with a 1.34 whips. He's not a big strikeout guy, right? Okay. But since then, in five starts in June, he's gone 32 and two-thirds innings, 23 hits, good enough for a 0.83 whip, and he's been scoreless over his last 22 innings. So wow. would you say, people, that he is hashtag trending upwards? I feel like this is kind of like fetch from Mean Girls. I'm trying to get this to just a stick. Trending upwards. <laughs> okay. Daz Cameron. Great Tigers, name. number eight prospect. Pitched against his dad. Who was his dad, Peter Moylan? Mike Cameron. Yes. One of the better center fielders you're ever going to see. He is part of the 250, 250 club. That's wild. I'm part of that too. I know. A way 250. Um, also, I feel like I should note that I really like the name Daz. He and his... Dad, Mike, were the first father-son duo to both steal a base off of Yadier Molina. That's exciting. Daz was called up on June 10th. He was hitting 338 in AAA. Since he got the call to the show, he's hitting 256. But he had three home runs in nine games. Two doubles, nine RBI, last seven games. Our guy's hitting 364 with two home runs, six RBI since June 19th. Three multi-hit games on Father's Day with his dad in the stands. Let's see. Two RBI single in the 10th inning. That's great. Okay. That's awesome. So Daz. Daz is a cool name. Daz. Noah G. Naylor. Mm. Or Bo, as he's referred to by his friends. Oh. 29th pick of the 2018 draft by the Indians playing okay. down in double A for the Akron Rabbitducks. <laughs> minor league baseball needs to start naming all the big league teams because this is ridiculous he got up to a real 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 slow start and his average was as low as 138 
Okay. Okay. And all he's done, he's had a really good week. He was, as I said, he was a 29th pick. So his first round draft pick by the Indians, they're obviously looking to get some some sort of something out of him. And yeah. to see the average get down to 138 was tough. So Sad. he has managed to pick up seven hits in his last five games. Wow. And I would say is starting to head in the right direction. So congratulations hashtag to hashtag Bo, hashtag Noah, hashtag whatever your name is. Yes. Hashtag trending upwards. Okay. Zach DeLoke. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. The Mariners' number 12 prospect. He's in high A, and he's an outfielder. He was a second-round pick in the 2020 draft out of Texas A&M. On the season, he's hitting 287. But in June, folks, he's hitting 351, nine doubles. He had six consecutive games with a double. Wow. <laughs> That's fun. Um, he had a 12-game hit streak as well. So he was hitting 231 before the streak. And like I said, now hitting 287. So nine of his last nine games are multi-hit games. He's putting together a string of great games up in the average. Maybe he'll get promoted soon. I don't know. Hashtag promotion pod. Maybe. I'm just trying to find t-shirts, Maddie. So everything's going to be hashtag for the next three episodes. Yeah. Okay. Garrett Whitlock. Mm. Or Garrett Whitlock, as he's known to as his friends, drafted by the Yankees in the 18th round of the 2018 draft. Unfortunately for the Yankees, Mm. Garrett Whitlock wasn't protected by them before the 2020 Rule 5 draft, and they were selected by the Boston Red Sox. And those moves don't usually get brought up again until someone has a lot of success, and I would like to say that for the season, Garrett Whitlock is 3-1, with a 1.49 ERA in 36 innings over 21 games. But what's particularly fun for me, and not mm. so much Matty Mass and everybody in the John Boy office, is what he's done specifically against his old team. 5.1 innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, six Ks against the Jankies. And uh, they just completed a sweep of the Jankies over the weekend. So I would say Boston and Garrett Whitlock are hashtag trending upwards. Cody Thomas. Plays for Oakland, but he's in AAA, so he doesn't play for Oakland, if you know what I mean. He's an outfielder, 13th round pick by the Dodgers in 2016 out of the University of Oklahoma. This February, he was traded to the A's with Adam Kalarik. I should know how to say that. For Sheldon Noisy, who we've talked about, and Gus Farland. And um, he's now one of the better power hitters in the A's organization. Got a lot of pop. Um, this season, he's hitting 281 with 13 home runs and 32 RBI. Um, those are some big boy numbers in the minor leagues. And since June 20th, he has six home runs, Peter. So Sunday, he hit a home run. Monday, he hit a home run. Tuesday, he hit two home runs. Thursday, he hit a home run. Sunday, he hit a home run. That's six home runs in his last seven games for Cody Thomas. Another one. Wow. That's really, that's great. Yeah. Okay, honorable mention, I'm going to say this wrong, Max Cranit, Cranite, Cranit, for the Pirates, his MLB debut yesterday on Sunday. What'd he do? Five perfect innings versus the Cardinals before a rain delay. He only had thrown 50 pitches through five innings. That and sucks. 36 of those were strikes. Obviously, he hadn't given up a hit or a run or a walk if he threw five perfect innings. He had five Ks, 50 pitches five innings 
Whew, that's exciting. Kyle Muller had a good start for the Braves this week too, Peter. He did. Shane Baz for the Durham Bulls, 10 punch outs in five innings last night. Honorable mention also. The Dominican Republic qualified for the Olympics. Honorable yeah. mention. Uh, took my spot, but congratulations to them. Yeah. Mike Soroka injury. Yeah, that's our injury update. So this is really frustrating because he blew out his Achilles. He has surgery. He comes back. He's playing catch. He feels something in there that's not right. A couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, he goes in for exploratory sword surgery again. They find nothing. Media comes out. Everybody's talking about how he's going to be ready for the end of the season. And then he blows out walking to the clubhouse. So, like, I don't know. Obviously, everybody's looking to throw blame at someone or throw blame at whoever. But as far as I'm concerned... This is an Achilles tendon. This isn't like something that happens on a regular basis to athletes. There's been guys that have had to deal with it, obviously, but each person's different and each recovery is different. And I somehow managed to have more injuries and recoveries than any man's ever had in their life. My best mate spent three and a half years recovering from Tom and John and never made it back. So everything's individualized and you can't go, well, this guy came back in eight months. Why isn't he back in eight months? So I just want to throw that out there that Obviously, there's some serious frustration amongst Braves fans, Braves staff, and especially Mike. Yeah. But I know that he's he's 23 still, 24 still. This isn't the end of him. I know what kind of person he is. I know how much of a worker he is. And I know that this will be one of the better comeback stories that we're going to end up talking about in the next couple of years. That's the thing about Mike Soroka. You could not have one person in the Braves organization, anybody in that clubhouse, any The media country member, of Canada. Yeah. Any media member who has dealt with Mike Soroka, he is such a good dude and he does yeah. things the right way. He treats everybody right. He works hard. He's so intelligent. He's so kind. Yeah. And I freaking hate it because I think Mike Soroka could be and will be a superstar and he would be one of those superstars who you want your son to look up to you want your yeah. daughter to date I well, just love that guy I just don't want my daughter to date anyone no offense Mike but <laughs> and it's sad because there was optimism that he could come back this year and that had that news had just kind of come out and then he retore his complete retear of his Achilles so we yeah. are thinking of Mike Soroka and we love Mike Soroka we need to get to Aussie lingo Peter I got Kind of 50-50 ripped to shreds, and the other half was support, that I do not think that people should be drinking beers out of shoes. And I and I voiced that, and everybody said, that's a shoey. That's that's an Australian thing. It's a shoey. You need to have it Peter is. Moylan tell you about a shoey. And I, yeah. people were very angry with me and said very yeah. mean things to me. And they mean? had Bible verses in their bio, and I was like, you shouldn't be tweeting that at me. That was not right. nice. Do you need me to take care of someone? Yeah, people were mean. They did not it is like a shoey. It's absolutely. It's Why? A, when does it happen in Australia? Why? That's at cricket at cricket matches. Like people do it. Like after like a victory, you take your shoe off and you drink. Do people and you, sweat in Australia? Like the, the, there's have you sweat, seen me? There's I sweat, sweat in, in your shoes. Like you're. I just the the hygiene, the sanitary part of that. I I don't want anything to do with you know right. personally. Most, you can make your own don't. decisions. I, I would never ever touch anything with my mouth that my foot is touched personally. Yeah. yeah. But it's for it's for hits. It's for shits and gigs. It's for it's people wanna people you know. were mad at me. Yeah, but well. Have your own opinion. I'm with you. I personally don't hey. want to drink out of my shoe. Any shoe. Yeah. I'm Australian and I would not like 
you to drink out of anyone's shoe also. Okay. Thank you. Unless it was a brand new pair of like Christian Louboutins or something, you just kind of yeah. do some sort of you shot. You know they're like, clean. Yeah. yeah, straight out of the box. Okay, thank you yeah. for the support. Do you You're have welcome. an Aussie lingo word for us? I do, servo, S-E-R-V-O. Sentence? Give me five minutes, I just got to pop down the servo. I feel like I want to say bathroom, but I know that can't be right. Why is, can that not be right? I don't know. I feel given, like given everything that I've given you over the course of the last okay, six weeks. Okay, then bathroom. Okay, good question. A bit wrong, but go, Maddie. I kind of talked you into that one. Gas station. You son of a bitch. <gasps> you got it. Did I say that when I was in New York? No, no. Congrats, oh. Maddie. So before even your hint, wait a minute. Let me Google something real quick. Is there a brand of gas called that? I don't know. Wow, that was great. I've got to work out. That was really it. good. Well done, Maddie. Nets. So there's such thing as a servo motor. So I think I was thinking cars. Mm -hmm. Put you yourself win, on the scoreboard, Maddie. Well on done. The scoreboard. Proud of you. So good, guys. Well done. Proud of you. Hey, well, great episode. Yeah, that was a lot of information, but we kind of mm. did it in another. We did it under an hour recording, so it's the episode's going to be another Express Pod Express. So please let us know if you like the longer episodes or if you like these shorter episodes. Obviously, you don't get as much in detail, but it's And if you're listening, just take the time to let us know, because if you want to listen more, we can do it. We can make... Well, I don't know why I lean towards the mic. Hey, excuse me. Um, if you, you just really let us know what you can do. <laughs> yeah. I don't read comments, but apparently my colleagues do. So leave us a comment. Yeah. I read the comments. Somebody said I looked like I was 40 last week. If you tag me in Twitter, I will definitely read that, but I don't read comments. So yeah. Well, Maddie someone said I you look 40 the other day. Yeah. In our last video, they said I look like I'm 40. You sure they weren't talking about me? Because I. Oh, no, they 40. said she. Oh. Which are my pronouns. I am going to absolutely punch someone's fucking face in if they keep calling <laughs> you 40. It was so mean. But no, I read hey. the comments and most of them were nice. And we love when you guys tweeted us. I may have three daughters biologically, but I have a fourth sitting right in front of me right now. So if you guys want to fuck with Kelsey, you fuck <laughs> yeah. Out. He got my back. <clears throat> we'll print that comment out and gift it to you for your 50th birthday. You also put that on a t-shirt. Hashtag, if you fuck with Kelsey, you fuck with me. <laughs> love it. I love the support. I love Peter. I love Mountie Mass. But thank you guys for listening. Hope you learned something today. Hope you did. Hope you learned stuff about how we feel about NC State. Because that was some bull crap. Shit. We love y'all. <laughs> Farm on. Farm often. See as you next you Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Peace. I wish I could have the theme music playing right now so I could dance in tune to the theme music. Your wish is my command. <laughs> <laughs>